you know how weird it is, by the way, that, uh, you know, how weird it is to watch gymnastics, particularly a floor routine, without any music? Should try listening to it with rap. With rap? But the way they flail the bodies. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, oop, there it is. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it is. This is the first episode of the Immaterial Gamers podcast, which doesn't currently have a name yet. Woohoo! Um, yeah, well, one of my hosts has already gone woohoo. This looks like it's going to be a uh, very fun time. So, this is being recorded on the 5th of August 2018, uh, a week where we find that publishers decide they only want to give people a third of a game. The Evo. <coughs> fighting tournament has decided to keep going and we lost one half of the Chuckle Brothers mm. which is now a bit of a quandary for uh, furniture movers yes. for all brothers in the world <laughs> yeah well when it all goes to me and that's all you've got you'll be questioning the laziness of your partner but you're definitely not getting things so. upstairs anymore yeah definitely not <laughs> Yeah, well, that is uh, the two voices of my co-host for this week. So, to the invisible left of me, I've got uh, my good friend Stefan, otherwise known as Masamuni113, or as he's now known in WoW due to the fact that you can't add numbers to your characters, Masamuni. Hey, it's a secret. <laughs> and to the invisible right of me, I've got the man that has uh, the greatest fake rank of gaming. It's uh, the general, it's Stephen. Hi guys. So, you know, it's been a bit of a weird week. Started off by launching a website which uh, currently has ones of visitors. What? Well, ones. It's not got past double figures yet, so. Yeah. Oh. It's all good. I'm sure it'll get up there. You got? Yeah, well, uh, slow and short. But um, if you manage to like dig up the archaeological site that is YouTube and you've managed to find this podcast, uh, the first question you're probably thinking are is, um, who are these weirdos? What is Immaterial Gamers? Uh, I've been asked that since I was born. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Oh my God! Well, you've managed you've managed to get, you know, the idea of Immaterial Gamers before I even thought of it. Oh, uh, you know, stuff. He seems to know. Well, he puts that up. So. Well, this is this, you know, this this comes from a guy who worships a pig as a deity, so you know. Frank is almighty Frank. and powerful. Leave him out of it. Exactly. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't go against Frank. That's all. Yeah. So now a few of you know a few years ago we tried to do see little videos of challenges trying to break games on the uh, on consoles. It didn't go very well. But uh, now we've given it another try and looked at moving towards just doing gameplay videos of content in the way that a bunch of Mancunians and a couple of guys from Canada can. I'm a Mancunian, how dare you? Yeah, well, or, or a guy from Gibraltar well. who decided to then shell up in Manchester. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's bigger. <laughs> so, the, the idea behind Immaterial Games, we're going to be looking at. Yeah, gameplay videos, some little reviews on big games and little mobile games and anything that's in between. Mm, in fact, this weekend we had yeah, um, anything that, oh, well, like I say, we, this weekend we've had our first review on there of a casual mobile game about farming. 
not Farmville. It's not Farmville. Oh, that's good. No, don't worry. We don't, you know, we're, not, we're not going that far down the rabbit hole, but we'll go far enough. But we'll also be looking at podcasting, feature stuff. Uh, there is a gaming exhibition coming up at the Museum of Science and Industry in Manchester over the next two weeks called Power Up. We're going to be having someone who's actually volunteering there anyway. Our good old friend D. And, yeah, that's kind of pretty much all you need to know at the moment. There are a bunch of people with some shared experiences and not so shared jobs. Mm. <laughs> and now that we get that a bit of awkwardness out of the way of introducing ourselves to someone who may not even hear this at the moment. Hello in the future. We'll yes, in the future. When men are men and robots are taking over the world. Yeah. It will happen. Yeah, it's all all good in it now you know we could probably just move over to what we've played this week seems to be a, a common trend you know we play video games it'd be a bit unfortunate if we didn't do anything so steve you got anything that you've been playing well i've just seen before joining the podcast i was playing a bit of wildlands ghost recon wildlands with a couple of friends oh yeah that's been a while since i played that yeah, uh, sure. i've not played that since what the last expansion? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. pre pre season pass stuff. Mm. It's been okay. But, um, yeah, so they they added anything new since that weird, since like the weird mm. solo campaign where you went and decided to do stunts undercover. Well, the most recent thing they've done at the moment is introduce the Rainbow Six Siege characters into Wildlands. Oh. Yeah, they're doing that whole. They're doing that whole crossover, aren't they? Yeah, they are, yeah. You can actually... Well, not only is there a mission for you to go and help them out, um, you can actually look like some of the characters as well. It's quite interesting, to be honest. Though I've not really spent much time with that content yet, because I've just been trying to do the other missions with my friends, because I'm a bit behind them at the moment. I did, I did like the idea of, like, back of the old Ghost Recon sort of like pre-expansion stuff when it was just this story of yeah just a, a few dudes dropping into Brilliant. you know a country and dismantling a dude's regime from within yeah. Yeah. I, I still haven't completed it you know um yeah it's, it's, it's great it has it has endings it's just your usual Ubisoft sort of stuff I don't stuff. think I have I can't remember I don't know, did you ever play a final mission where you had to basically storm a massive cathedral with a dude inside? Sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. And then you didn't have any choice whether he lived or died? Nope, I didn't have that choice. So, no, I haven't done that bit yet. I haven't done that bit yet. Okay. Either. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, you, been, you been playing anything else? Um, a couple of PC games. That's generally where I get to spend more of my time gaming, but it's usually the same two or three at the moment. So, uh, yeah. there's, I'm more of a grand strategy gamer, so we're talking European Universalis 4, Stellaris, yeah. and I, I've gone back to XCOM 2, so just uh, playing that again. Oh, you, mentioned, you mentioned Stellaris, which has uh, been brought up quite a few times at at uh, my workplace, a mm. uh, couple of couple of uh, yeah, a couple of my workmates um, having fun with the sort of race creation system. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty good. It's pretty in depth, and 
it's great to see the races that you develop actually work very well in the game. Like I've got nine or ten that I've created, and generally when I bring the galaxy up, it'll have the ones I've made, and they do very very well. And they just don't tend to survive the crisis events when the unbidding come in and just generally wipe out half the galaxy. They can't seem to survive that, unfortunately. I do okay if I'm playing as one of them, but generally, no, they don't make it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I've seen, you know, like overhearing them talking about races, I believe one, one race is a creation of um, authoritarian crows. Yeah, you can do whatever you want, really. Yeah, which is which is one, and then then they've made a a race called the Ikeans, which are uh, a you know, group of lizards. Mm. Yeah, just uh, screwing over David Ike every every time he gets. All right, so yeah, just them that you've been playing them. Pretty much, yeah, at the moment. Fair um, dues. Tonight I'm sure we're going back to Destiny Two, but that's about it. Oh, <laughs> ah, Destiny Two. We need to do the raid at some point. Yeah. We need to do anything. At some point, we kind of sort of dropped off, and you know it might it might be because of Activision Blizzard's plan. Well, release Bungie. a game which is not even going to be a full game at full price. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. I mean, I was looking at the humble bundle, and they're going, "Yeah, look, get this offer on Forsaken and the next content, sixty nine pounds seventy five." Yeah, seventy quid. Hmm. I bought the game at damn near 50. Uh, that's the collector's edition in it, with the next season pass. Yeah, but still. So beyond the point that apparently in order to in order to be allowed story content that is barely there, mm. you have to shell out 110 quid. Yep. Still better than the first Over one. two years. Uh... Yeah, but that's not saying much. True. But yeah. Anyway, we'll go by the by on that one. Steph, what have you been playing? Do you, want, do you want the whole list or part of the list? Recently, what have you been um, playing this week? On my phone, I have been playing Idol Kingdoms, and crush them all. <laughs> oh yeah. Are they are they both idle games? Um, technically, yeah, they're both idle games. Um. One's where you build your own kingdom and gain resources over time. The other one's where you collect little, like, minions and use them to go through dungeons. Okay. So, like, what Dungeon Keeper could have been, except, you know... Oh, no. What EA did to that. Uh, what <laughs> they did to that was horrible. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> Dungeon Keepers used to be my favourite game. Yes. Yeah, I, was about I, say, as, as, I agree. As, as it's one of my favourites from back in the day. Mm. Yeah, no. I mean, as as you know, Steph says, and as I've overheard the love for the first two Dungeon Keeper games, what they what they did to your baby. I don't want to play it no more. No. Oh. Okay, and crush them all. What was that? Was that both? Oh, no, that was crush my all. Was um, you won your own little minions. Oh, um, right. Idol Kingdom is literally just you make your kingdom. As you're going along, there's like little. There'll be forest areas, plains. They've, it's really an early access game at the minute on your phone. 
because um, mm. they still have to add swamp area. They've got swamp areas, but you can't build on them yet. They've got mountain mm. areas you can't build on yet. Um, the maps are still needing to become larger, I believe, and there is up. There's a lot of updating on it to happen. Mm. Um, the last one, I think, the major big one introduced the shamans. So like knowledge and that. Right. Right. Okay. Sounds like an incomplete game, really. I hope you spent too much on it. Oh no, it's free. Oh, also. Now, yeah, this is the thing compared to the. Because the way that people know early access would be from Steam, and the, sort of the way that you would pay to sort of invest in the future development of the game. Yeah, it's sort a of bit Android like... and. Sorry, go on. Um, Rend at the minute. Rend's an early access game, which has hmm. become really popular. Yeah, but but how much is is that at the moment? Um, well, um, let me just check. I think it's something like twenty quid. Right, but yeah, that's that's the sort of thing. You know, there's a there's a buy into the early access. Yeah, it's twenty three pounds. Buy it early. So there we go then. So yeah, twenty three of our great British pounds gets you access to a skeleton of a game, and you can watch it grow. Hopefully, as it goes on. I know that there's been the years worth of, you know, not great. There's always the risk of early access. Stuff. I mean, it's happened before yeah. where. People have paid money for a game, and then unfortunately the studio has gone down because there's not been enough funding. What was that game that mm. did a Kickstarter, and now it's not finishing its Kickstarter promises? Oh, um, Stone yeah. Half. Yeah. And that went early <laughs> access as well to help with funding. Yeah. yeah. No, there was a there was a there was a good video I I watched on that. Um, a YouTuber by the name of Sid Alpha, sort of explained in detail each feature that was complete what would be complete by the time they mm. kill it with their 1.1 patch which they've basically said they're going to do and then yeah a list of features in their stretch goals that they've said no we can't do or no we're not going to do anymore and yeah it's not a bad video and it yeah, just explains of the risk of kickstarter and Basically, people going taking your money and going, yeah. sweet. See, this is why when I do a Kickstarter, it's for an item you can actually get, not for something that's mm. digital. Something that needs to be already there, physical, mm. the way to go. I mean, I've I've done like three Kickstarters. Yeah. One was for a video series, which I knew was going to happen, mm. and two for albums which were already partially recorded by the time they did the Kickstarter so it was already ready to go well I've done bard games I did Town of Salem bard game and um, um, Exploding Kittens yeah I mean, I mean yeah I mean Town of Salem was already established yeah. sort of as a web game beforehand yeah. and is already based on you know a, a group game already so you know if you couldn't have finished that I would have been a bit concerned anyway but yeah no I mean that's that's the big risk with sort of crowdfunding and early access anyway and at least with Android and iOS at the moment is that it doesn't allow big buy-ins for early access if at all at the moment I don't think there is any to be fair I've not seen any I, I think I've saw a couple of early access games where it's like £1.50 so you're paying the price of a normal app. Mm. So, 
you know, as long as you're not Square Enix. Right. Yeah, what's that? You want to get Final Fantasy for Android? That'll be seventeen pounds ninety nine, please. Yeah. Okay, that's that's maybe just my, you know, problem with it, but still. Well, squares. Uh, you had any? Squares always after money, though, aren't they? Yeah. Well. It's Square Enix. Um, Steph, you had anything else? Um, on PC, I've just began to play WoW. Oh, yes. <laughs> Welcome to the world of Warcraft. I, I can't promise nothing. Not, not that, not that, uh, <laughs> not that drug. <laughs> so, yeah. How has it been for you over the past, what, five days? <laughs> you say five days, I've played it for literally almost three, four hours. Yeah, but you've had it for about five yeah, minutes. Yeah, um, I just want to get to a part where I can join other people, mainly. I know I can join people. I've got a finder now to help me find people doing the same quests. But I don't really want people to do quests with me. I want to do dungeons and stuff. I just, I just want to yeah. get to that level, and it's just trying to get to it is a pain in the ass for me. Yeah, you're not, you're not that far off. Um, we were talking about that this morning, weren't we? Yeah. It's just like... So I've just yeah, a few more levels. You get in, you can do dungeon runs. I think what I'm almost level eleven now. Yeah, so four levels off. I think this is the furthest I've ever been into it. I swear to God, I, I think I have played WoW before, and I just don't remember. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm play I'm playing something I know for the class and that I know for a fact how to pick, and I'm sure I'm sat there going, I'm sure I've done this. No, you might have done. It's like I'm, I'm meant, I, re I remember waking up in this in this tomb before, but I was like, I was like, have you ever played this game before? No. no it was like what? Yeah. yeah, it's probably you've either you've either watched someone play it, or there is a, an RPG somewhere that's similar. Mm. But yeah, no, and it's funny you mentioned about WoW, considering that probably partially my fault that you had a look at it in the first place. And it's uh, a couple of the other immaterial gamers' fault that I'm back into it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if it was up to me, you'd have never been back into it. Yeah, well, it's just it just sucks you back in. Yeah. It just really does. I'm sat there now running running a new orc. She's level 71. She's called Immaterium, and she's a delightfully angry orc. <laughs> um, it's you know it's, it's it's great, and I'm sort of going back through the Burning Crusade content, which is the first you know the first expansion of the game. But Blizzard have decided that the best way of experiencing all the content and not skipping it is to scale everything to your level, which I actually kind of like. Mm. Sort of led for sort of new pathways around to zones that you wouldn't normally do, even if some of them zones are god awful. <laughs> they, they some some of them are early early classic stuff that hadn't been touched by, like the fourth expansion cataclysm and yeah just awful but done them don't need to do them again hopefully get myself ready in two weeks time or less than two weeks time when the zones for battle for azeroth come out yeah, there's an next one isn't it what, yep. what nine days and, um, yeah nine days and people have decided that silver uh, sylvanas is um evil mm-hmm I'm still more holding out for Monster Hunter World, the PC. Ah, uh, yeah, Monster Hunter. We still need to go back and play Dauntless. 
because now because now we've got two big monster hunting games on the PC. One being independently developed by a team in Canada. Oh yeah, Vancouver, about that. I think something like that. Um, and a well, yeah, and Sony's Behemoth. You know we've been reset on that as well, by the way. Yeah. Just making sure you know. This is the. This should be the last reset though. Because it's now hit the open beta, so everything's all good to go. But yeah, no. Other than that, other than WoW, I've been playing a mobile game. In the name of Asphalt. Or Asphalt Nine Legends. I've never played Asphalt's One to Eight. I've never even heard of it. Never heard of it. Uh, it's a racing game by Gameloft. Where you drive high-powered cars round tracks and do really weird jumps and nitrous boosts, and it's got a little bit of burnout in it, and that you can take down other cars by smashing okay. into the side of them. But um, yeah, so far, so racing game. It's got all of its good premium currency setting mm -hmm. to play, but you get it, you you get enough of it that it's not too much of a problem, and you shouldn't need to spend much if you want. But yeah, it's still stuck in, in loot box mode, but otherwise a fun game. And that's basically been my two, because it seems that I can't play tons of stuff at the same time. I mean, I may have been playing the some of the closed beta of Magic the Gathering Arena, but um, not much to talk about, because it's basically the card game on a computer. Mm. So, anyone else got anything to go before we move on? I think so. No, Steph? Um, no, not in a minute, no. I'm just trying to stop something from happening. Ah, uh, yes. Carl, I've got things running in the background of this, and it's... I just clicked it, and it started making noises. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Not good. Hey, I stopped it. Right. So in that case, we're, uh, we've been going for just over 20 minutes, and now it's time for some opinions on a couple of pieces of gaming news I just picked up off, off, off the website. Off, 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 apparently. Yep. I stammered. That's How entertaining. That's <laughs> fine, I start sometimes, so, yeah. <laughs> da, da, da. Right. So, uh, at least I'm recognising when I do it. That's what you're going to be known for now. He's, yeah. the, he's the guy with the stutter. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think through all this, I don't think I actually said who I was. I don't think you did, no. <laughs> you just don't exist. Yeah, yeah so, I'm, so, I'm, so I'm Ryan, otherwise known as Not Him Again, everybody. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> don't let him feel you. He's a computer-generated voice. <laughs> yeah. I am not a computer-generated voice. You're the AI that's going to bring this all down. He's the one who phones you and then pretends he's giving you a correct answer to what you said. <laughs> I'm rampancy-defined. Yeah. I don't know. No. Yeah, so, anyway. A couple of pieces of gaming news that I just picked up. The first one, Humble Bundle. Everyone likes the good old Humble Bundle. Hmm. Even if it has been bought out by IGN and they don't offer as many Humble Bundles anymore. It, is when they took over, is that when they started doing the, mon the monthly um, subscription thing? Oh, no, no. Monthly was done well ah. before it was purchased by IGN. Mm. It's just... They seem to be doing more sales and not much bundles anymore. And that was that was the whole catch of Humble Bundle. For anyone who isn't aware of what it actually is, it uh, it was a charity-based pay-what-you-want sale. So you get a, a selection of games. 
you chose how much you wanted to pay and you would get those games and you could split the money that you paid to to go to developers to go to the charity to go to humble itself if you wanted to give them a tip so you could you know give it to charity or give it to developers but they recently got bought out by IGN and quality of the bundles has gone down a bit they currently have a bundle where you can play some sports games but it's not great but what they have consistently done well with is the humble monthly subscription based service you get a couple of games at the beginning of the month and then you get a whole bunch of other games at the end of the month and what they've done this month is a little bit different to usual so anyone who gets the humble bundle or the humble monthly for this month gets three games they get Tales of Berseria, Sniper Elite 4, and another game, which has disappeared off my list. What what games have you said so far? Where is it? There it is. Uh, Sniper Elite 4, Tales of Berseria, and Staxel. Oh, I was about to say, I've got it up on my other manner. I could have told you, I just didn't know what you said. <laughs> ah, that's alright. But yeah, so we've got those three games, but what they also have is a choice. This month they're offering Rise of the Tomb Raider. Mm. So the sequel to the Tomb Raider reboot. But it comes at a cost. If you want the Humble Bumpfly... Uh, the Humble Bumpfly? Humble Monthly. Uh, you have the choice of either them three games or Rise of the Tomb Raider. I'd rather have the three games. Yeah, that's a personal opinion. I mean, for me, the choice is easy. It's the three games. You already own because... Rise of the Tomb Raider, don't you? Yeah, from a, from a previous monthly. But I'm wondering if this might be sort of the precedent. If it's now going to be a case of... Right, so you missed out this one month. So we'll, get you, we'll give you that game. But you're then not allowed to have the other games that everyone else is going to have. I mean, does it get a little bit... It gets a little bit cheeky of like giving the choice, or do you reckon it's something that should be offered more often? Well, some people may have joined it for a monthly bundle that was the month before, hoping it comes around again. If they do that, it might get people games that they wanted from previous ones that they might have missed out on. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess it makes it makes sense. I mean, like I say, for people who are already subscribed to it, like myself, who've just you know just carried on going with it. It doesn't really make a sort of a difference for me, but sometimes I'm wondering with the, with the fact that Humble, its whole process is, you know, get a whole bunch of games at a fraction of the price you would normally get. Yeah. In the way that they value their games, do you think it could be possible that you know people might get, or they might perceive that they're getting ripped off? Mm. In a way, they could. People could think that, but I'm not. It's hard for me to really make a comment about it because I, I, while I know about Humble Bundle, I've never actually subscribed or done one, so you know more about it than mm. I do. Um, but if you're only getting one game instead of three, then yeah, some people could perceive that as being a bit of a ripoff, really. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, the, yeah, no, I can see where you're coming from from somebody who hasn't done it before. It's just a, you know, like 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 I feel it's just a case of. You know, wondering why you feel you're being given this choice between two sets for what should just be a subscription service. I mean, it's not like the other 
subscription-based game services like Origin Access or PS Plus, even we'll see what's Xbox One Game Pass. Yeah. You know that's not you know they don't do that. They just give you a fixed set of games each month. Now, granted, they keep you subscribed, otherwise you lose your games. But with PlayStation mm. Plus, you actually lose your games. I thought you just lose access to it if them um, to any of the online privileges for it. Because a lot of the games they tend to give anyway has a lot of online presence. I was always under the impression that you did lose them. I'm gonna lock this up. I mean, this is granted. This is about as recent as 2013. But uh, yeah, what happens to the games and DLC I downloaded from a PS Plus membership and decide to not renew my membership? You will not answer it. You will not be able to access the free games downloaded with Plus if you choose not to renew your membership. However, if you decide to reactivate it, you will once again be able to play all games downloaded from the Instant Game Collection. I say that's a bit of old news, like three years. Three. But I There's know, one I know the same is true with Origin from as well. PlayStation.com, and it was updated in 2017, so just over a year ago, which is basically saying the exact same. Yeah, so, yeah. But, but you get to like keep the your, big uh, advantage with Humble. Yeah. You get to keep the free avatars. Oh, yippee. I lose all my games, but at least I'll be able to look good in my profile window. <laughs> and any discounted games. Ugh. So any games you got on a discount through PlayStation Plus, which, to be honest, how would they take off you when all you did was pay for, like, say, you got 20% off this game? Yeah, no, 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 I know what you mean on that. It's just, oh yeah, well, it could be, you know, it's probably better to sort of lose content than it is to uh, not have it in the first place, like the other little opinion piece I picked up. So, uh, who likes Spyro? I enjoyed it as a kid. It was one of my favourite ones on PlayStation. But to see what they've done with the recent one. Trilogy remake—it's not great. Yeah, this is Considering the size of the first game wasn't that big, why should we have to download the rest of them? Yeah. So uh, yeah, this is the news that Activision are trying to make Lightning Strike twice with remastered trilogies of old platforming games. Um, so based on the positive reception from people regarding the Crash Bandicoot. Mm-hmm. Insane trilogy. Um, they've done it again by remastering Insomniac's Spyro trilogy, called the Spyro Reignited trilogy. And that again, like the Insane trilogy, it'll have well three games. It's a trilogy. Hello. But the problem is in regards to the physical edition of the game. Mm. You buy the physical. If you download it from the store on day one, you will get all three games downloaded. If it's going to be anything like what they did with the first trilogy, you'll get the first game off the bat and the other two will download in the background ready for you to play once you've finished the first one. But the problem is for people who are buying the physical edition of the game. Because, as Steve said, it only comes with one. That's a 50 gig Blu-ray for one game and the other two you then have to download via a day one patch. Mm. So, yeah. The problem, in my opinion, the problem that I can see with this is 
it's not exactly consumer friendly to people who don't have good internet. Yeah. It's not. Um, there's still plenty of places around the UK that still struggle to get 20 megabytes. <laughs> Whereas there's others that have really high. Some don't even have more than five. Depending on where you are. Yeah. So. Let's think of it this way. I mean, that's going on. That's going on your assumption that everyone in the UK has a decent working internet connection. There are places in the UK, let's be fair, where having an internet connection would be the greatest thing in the world. But they can't. Wait, where's this? Uh, Upper Scotland. Upper Scotland has very limited internet access. Parts of Wales is very limited as well. Yeah. Particularly around Scotland. Parts of. uh, yeah, parts of Yorkshire. <laughs> Yorkshire doesn't have it. In some areas around Carrick, um, well, around Carrick Garrison, it's pretty limited because of the mountain, because of the moors and all that. Yeah. yeah, in Yorkshire, you'd just be lucky to pick up your loaf of Hovis and your white brick. <laughs> You're not going to get an internet connection. I mean, granted, if you go walking out and picking up one of those, and you know your your Daily Times newspaper, you're probably not going to really care about. You know, a video game starring a tiny purple dragon, but it's 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 that thought of just this this idea of technology going forward, and then the expectation that everyone is keeping up. Exactly, yeah. It's a really bad thing, really, for companies to expect that. Well, yeah. yeah I, mean, you've got, I mean, to be honest, it's not the thing. They're not actually expecting it. It's just the fact that a good majority has that. That that would be the reason why. Yeah, no, I, I can see, I can see where you're coming from. They're, they're going for but, the consumption, not for everyone. Yeah, the, I mean the problem on that though is that okay, so you've now got a group of, you know, you've now got a group of people who could just use the internet whenever they wanted. So why offer the physical edition? Because there's still people out there that even though they have the internet, would prefer to have the physical copy in their hands and sometimes it ends up being cheaper especially with playstation well yeah mm. actually yeah that's the one that still gets me with 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 uh with sony and their digital marketplace of charging five pound more than a physical copy of a game to have less if you get what i mean there because mm. yeah. in it to make it all digital to stop from wastage of packaging and everything else. Instead of that, they just they're just charging you to have service space. Yeah, I guess it it still just seems a bit off for me. I know there's like server running costs and, and stuff like that, but mass production surely costs more. Yeah, of course it will. Server it's like um, places you can buy music from. If you go like say a music store and buy a disc, you could find it a lot cheaper if you just bought it online without with just mm. downloading it oh that yeah. side of it's cheap the only side of it's not is gaming except for pc pc actually has it cheaper if you buy the um digital copper i find anyway mm-hmm. yeah i'm not sure about xbox i don't own an xbox <laughs> mm. Yeah, let's see how that would have sort of worked on the other foot with the Xbox server stuff. Hmm. But yeah, can only go with what we with what we know. So I am just looking to see 
if there's any more dead space I can fill. Um, <laughs> no, Run. just more seeing if there's any big gnomes. upcoming. No, not gnomes. Don't game, talk about gnomes. Come on. Just, just for clarification, there, Steph and uh, Darius, one of our other material gamers, have been talking about game of gnomes. Hey. So it involves games and gnomes. Hey, to be honest, I only started off saying we should talk about games and gnomes. Yeah, and then he had that. <laughs> yeah, well, so I'm trying to see where I can find upcoming games. Well, you got Monster Hunter World coming out next Thursday. Woo! Yeah, I can't wait for that. I've already pre-ordered it. Yeah, I mean, I, I could have already had it there on the PS4. Oh, I could have had it on the PS4, yeah, whenever, but, but I don't want it on the PS4. My PS5 is not a gaming console anymore. It is my media. <laughs> yeah. It's your media system now. Yeah. Uh, so what what do we have here? Uh, Alright, so we've got the remaster of Titan's Quest coming out. Uh, sorry, Titan Quest coming out for the Switch. Well, already has come out. <laughs> and the yeah. full gold version of Sea of Thieves. I wonder if that's actually had any more stuff put into it since uh. it was last shown. I'm not sure. Um, I will be getting to see if these coming off soon. Mm. Uh, I looked at it and it looks a bit, you know, it looks nice and piratey, but it looks a bit too sparse yeah. for me. I mean, this this is coming from a guy who would just love to play Assassin's Creed Black Flag without the assassin stuff yeah. and just have it be the boat combat. That's one of the best things. Is the Ubisoft has mm. done with the Assassin's Creed games. Black Flag is probably my second favourite Assassin's Creed game after the second one. The reason the second one still holds up for me as my favourite is because it basically upped everything as opposed to what the first game did. It improved on every mm. aspect that it needed to and the starting point for Ezio was a good story and overall it played out very well. Still my favourite one. It's the only, I think it's the only Assassin's Creed game I've got all the achievements for <laughs> on 360. <laughs> I liked Assassin's Creed until they started adding the boats. That's when I kind of way drifted off. Ah, so you didn't you didn't like the boat no, stuff? No, I did not like the boat stuff. Oh, I, w I would say it was introduced quite poorly in the third game. You, you remember they had it under Assassin's Creed 3. Initially, it was only like for part of it, but it didn't work out that well. They vastly improved on it in Black Flag, and that's probably why I enjoyed it more. Oh dear. Uh, right, so I've found it. some more stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, like I say, it's, it's hard for Assassin's Creed games to keep my interest. Yeah. I mean, once, I you, once you've assassinated a dude, so. you've assassinated them all. I've not so. played the last. Two is it? Origins and Syndicate. I've not played them yet. Mm. Odyssey's coming did, out this year. Looks did good. Did you cool. play the one on PSP? PSP. Um, oh. Which one's that one? It was the first one to have a female character, I believe. Oh, I know which can one I, you want about, but um. Can't remember the title of that one. I didn't play the PSP. I didn't play the PSP ones, unfortunately. Um, I do have China and the Russia one. 
they were originally were originally the ah, small there version. Is, uh, Assassin's Creed Bloodlines was the PSP one, and there was one for the Vita, which was Assassin's Creed Three Liberation. Liberation, yeah. That's there would be Liberation was the one with the female character. It was. See, it's, it still still always gets me how Ubisoft said they can't develop female characters. Oh, you mean like, oh, in the next game you can make a female character? You could, in Syndicate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, there's that. I was like, yeah, you can you can have your female character take part in the game. I was like, oh, Syndicate? Yeah. <laughs> the sister? Oh, remember, remember her? But yeah, no. I can see where everyone sort of liked and then disliked three. I just liked my big boat combat. That was just me. So what have we found here? Oh yeah, Gearbox are releasing games. We've got Hello Neighbor, which has been out forever. When's, is it Anthem? When's that coming out? Anthem's next year. Anthem? Should yeah, be. It's not on February the... next year, I believe. Currently, yeah, 22nd of February is the slated date for Anthem at the moment. I do think there's going to be another delay, though, I think. It's just I'll, a feeling I've yeah, got. It's just a feeling I've got. It. Uh, it'll be always the case. I mean, I mean, it, you know, it'd be nice if it was delayed and a good game was made from it. But we had the situation with EA and Bioware recently with Andromeda, where it was delayed and then came out and was still unfinished. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, when they released it, pretty much destroyed Bioware's reputation. It was already rocky anyway after Mass Effect 3. A lot of people still hadn't got over that. I, I wouldn't say that Mass Effect. I wouldn't say that Mass Effect 3 was the problem. I would have said Dragon Age 3 was. Mm. I never played the Dragon Age games, but I know a, lot, a few of my friends that played Bioware games. I, I love stopped. Dragon Age. Oh no, no, no! There's, I'm not saying that there was a problem with the game, but apparently that was the reputation. Oh, that was where Bioware's reputation took a dive. Specifically, it was two. Oh, because was the sort of the problem on there? But three, three became worse didn't because help. It, it the map became so smart. <laughs> was it number three where the map? Yeah, the number three the map. I'm getting confused with which Dragon Age is what now. No, Dragon Age two was the one all set in one city. Mm. Oh, was that two? Oh, yeah, number yeah. three was Dragon uh, Age three the had map, just like four open world yeah. maps. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm just I've got concerns and reservations about Anthem that I just can't yeah. pinpoint. But it's EA and they don't seem to take care of they don't take care of their old franchises. So what makes anyone think that Anthem is going to get taken care of? That's pretty much shown during three, wasn't it, with the new um, Command and Conquer Abomination. <laughs> we don't talk about that one. Oh well. well. Exactly. No, I'm literally. <laughs> no, basically a lane defense command and conquer. Ah, game. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're going about now. It's an abomination of a game. I'm so disappointed that they've released that. I mean, maybe if they had a different title for it, I might think about it. But it's the fact that they consider it part of the command and conquer brand that's just feels dirty to me. <laughs> So, right, so what we've got down this list? Hello Neighbor, We Happy Few, so far so games already released in oh, early access. Isn't back. We Happy Few already out? 
Uh, should be out already, I think. No, it's still in an early access phase. It's due out on the 10th of August. Because it actually looks like an interesting game. Uh, the concept is there, but it's... The, it, I think from what it's doing is it's suffering from every other survival game problem. And it's trying to force you to go through a storyline, but it's constantly stopping you from doing so by saying, you need to take a piss now. You need to drink. Oh, you've got some rumbly in your tumblies. You need to eat. But it is a survival game. You wouldn't survive oh. otherwise if you didn't eat or drink. I think you could. I yeah, think you'd survive they... if you didn't go toilet. Yeah, but they never got those systems right, though, do they? No. So, you know, that's the thing. What else have we got? Uh, Guacamelee Two. What was that? Mother Gunship. Um, Guacamelee 2 was a sequel to a 2D platformer about a luchador. Yeah, so we happy if you actually comes out in five days. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, we've got Mother Gunship, a roguelike first-person shooter where you create and modify your own guns to ridiculous portions. I saw a couple of streams on it recently. Those look funny. Uh, oh, yay. Shenmue 1 and 2. Come back out, ready for when Deep Silver finally release the uh, long overdue Shenmue 3. And I don't just mean like three years, I mean forever. I've been waiting 15 years for it. Oh yeah, Monster, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate comes out on the Switch. Mm. At the end of August. Uh, Yakuza Kiwami 2. You will not see me after September because I will most likely be playing that to the exclusion of everything else yeah it's fine I'll see you in September <laughs> you will you will and oh yeah the transition game for the anime crowd Naruto to Boruto no what Naruto to Boruto Shinobi Striker I know about it basically that yeah. sounds like a football Naruto, game the new class <laughs> it does yeah but apparently, you know, Ninja football. Out, people liked like people liked Naruto, and it ended, and people didn't like it. So we needed to do a new generation of people based in the yeah. Naruto universe. Well, it's his son in it. It's his son. Yeah, I think so. It's his and them, Hanata's son, and he's also got a daughter. Ah, fair enough. And that's that's everything in August that looks good. Oh, there's a Warhammer game out. Yeah, it's the problem I can't I can't sound excited for a Warhammer forty K thing anymore because they just trip and fall over each other. Well, that's the thing, it's Dawn of War three was a disappointment. If they'd kept the same graphics and combat that they had in two and went back to the map style of one, then I think it would have been able to make a good game, but three just didn't work. See, this mm. depends on which Dawn of War you go for. Because Warhammer 40k Dawn of War, the originals, was the base builders. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Um, Dawn of War 3 failed for me because it didn't follow what the other two games did. If they'd gone for the same gameplay elements that Dawn of War 2 had, and that was pretty similar to Company Heroes, and they went back to the base building from Dawn of War 1, then probably would have been an interesting game. 
even if they had the campaign map from Dawn of War, was it Dark Crusade? I love that campaign map. It was oh, really yeah, interesting. And Dark Crusade is my favourite Dawn yeah. of War game. Yeah, it's my favourite one. Um, I mean, it's a shame that Soulstorm tried to expand on that and didn't work. Didn't really work. <laughs> yeah, Soulstorm did not work too well. But they had the potential to make a really good game. They just, this isn't. I'll give it. I'll give it this. Lessons learned from Soulstorm was don't make every map end in annihilation, especially when you're facing AI that will always have one unit just sat at the corner of the map, mm. just hiding. Being a little cowardy, cowardy bitch, and then when half of those times I was coming up against them and they were space marines, mm. where the word coward should not even be in their vocabulary. No, not at all. But yeah, so I we're running up to fifty minutes, so I think that's a good time to wrap this yeah, up. I think so. yeah, while you while you and wrap that up, I need to go see Frank. I've just watched him run into okay. Link. And there goes uh, Steph's deity, everyone. Uh, Frank has now decided it wants to be one with the fishes. <laughs> yeah, I've got him. So, so we'll wrap this up. Um, this yeah. has been, this has been the immaterial podcast, which doesn't currently have a name yet, and that is Dudent, spelled D-U-D-D-N-T. Yeah. Dudent. Try and use that in a sentence. <laughs> mm, I'll try later. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe next time. Uh, fare thee well, and we will see you probably next week. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.